Ominus Hoviscum. Lexio Santi Evangelii Secundum Mateum. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion approached him and appealed to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, suffering dreadfully. He said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion said in reply, Lord, I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man subject to authority with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come here, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those who followed him, Amen, I say to you, and in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. Verbum Domini. He took away our infirmities and bore our diseases. In those days it seemed so easy, so blessed, just to go to Jesus and he would heal any physical ailment for those who had faith. By a simple word he cast out demons and spirits. At each Holy Mass, we profess with the centurion, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. So here we're sometimes doing that in Latin. But that's as we lift up that light of flaming fire, the Most Holy Eucharist, and we come before him and make that profession of faith, behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And we respond that, and that this very word of the word, his response to that, is powerful enough to transform darkness into light. Yet casting out demons and curing illnesses are only effects, in a certain sense, side effects, of the salvation that the Lord brings. Jesus is recorded to be amazed only twice in the gospel. 
He is amazed at the great faith of the centurion. And in Mark 6, 5 through 6, it says, He could do no mighty work there. That's in his own country in Nazareth. Except that he laid his hands upon a few sick people and healed them. He was amazed at their unbelief. Our Lord desires to be amazed by our trusting and generous faith. For without faith, we cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. After his resurrection, he says to his apostles, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. The lamentation over Israel's destruction that we hear in the prophets ascribed its downfall to the prophets, the false prophets, who did not lay bare their guilt to avert their faith. And all too often we present for people's faith and to our own meditation within ourselves, only those passages and events that provide comfort to assuage a conscience. And in this case, ignorance leads not to bliss, but to suffering and sin. Certainly we have our favorite passages that we go back to, that we meditate upon and seek to live more perfectly. But that we may be mature and lacking in nothing, having put on the mind of Christ and professed to follow in his footsteps, every detail, every word and deed is important, filled with life. Jesus said, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only those who do the will of my heavenly Father. So as we set our eyes daily upon this mystery of the word who completes the word of the Father, let us invite him also under our roof. But even still, even if we cannot receive him to profess that deep and glorious faith, in his very word to transform the darkness, the death of any situation, to bring to that the trust to bring, that he will bring light and life and joy.